which uh, I'm sure none of you have heard from in a million years, which would be really, really cool. And uh, from there, Wade Boyd ought to be coming by from uh, Subculture Racing. And uh, we'll just shoot the shit for a little while. Might be an early show and go from there. And uh, anyhow, uh, let me uh, get everything rolling here at the studio. Like I said, just got here at 6 o'clock here at Meeting Radio in the heart of the mission. And uh, welcome to Racer's Alley. Yar. All right. So let's see here. Let's welcome some Canadians. Boy, these guys are the best. They haven't been around in a million, million, million years. And, you know, I don't know if a lot of people really know who they are, but uh, the folks who do will really get a kick out of it. Yar. And uh, they're the brothers, the Canadian brothers, Bob and Doug McKenzie. Good day. I'm roll Doug camera. McKenzie. Take off. Roll I camera. I want to do that. There's no camera in here. Uh, I you mean, knob. roll tape. Yeah, roll tape. Speed. Good day. I'm Bob McKenzie. Here's my brother, Doug. How's it going, eh? Beauty. Thank you very much. What was that? It's a new impression that I got down. It's the mothership in Close Encounters, eh? Okay, remember like the little one that go... We're talking about our movie, not that movie. Okay, then there's... Okay, that's great. For those of you who uh, don't have Dolby and are now in your backyard blown out by that. I've been working on that for uh, five years. Well, you've really got it down good. I started working on it before the movie came out. What a waste of time. Okay, so good day. He didn't And the reason that that I started off with Roll Sound Speed is because this album uh, has to do with our movie. Yeah. This is not our second album. It's our soundtrack album. And my guest is Doug McKenzie. Doug, would you explain exactly what a soundtrack is? Uh, thank you, Bob. Yes, soundtrack album is the album taken from the movie, eh? Like, just the audio portion, Go eh? on, just go. Go on, okay. My brother's going through puberty now. I see he's got a couple of hairs coming. <laughs> okay, so uh, anyway... I might be going through puberty, but at least I don't have B.O. and you do. Okay, go You're on. You're still thinking about that, eh? Well, you're blowing a whistle on my hairs. Welcome to The Time Machine, starring Bob McKenzie, where he'll take you back to the past and stand mesmerized by his own pubic hair. Okay, so let's press on then. Yeah. No pun intended, eh, being that records get pressed. Although my brother's been known to press a ham against a window on a Saturday night. Okay, so if you saw the movie Strange Brew, you know all about where all this music comes from. Yeah. And if you didn't, you should go see the movie or get, like, about 150 albums and run them real fast in front of you. Did we forget anything? Uh, only to explain what a soundtrack is, but I guess you I think that's you not important. No, you I did. tried. I started, eh? And then you cut me off. I wasn't cutting you off. Even now, my voice is going like yours. <laughs> you got any hairs coming? No way, eh? Are you bald down there, too? Take off. You gotta, ought to get a pube toupee. See, somehow, our soundtrack album has become a total discussion of, like, pubic hair, I'm eh? trying to get off Only the because my brother is mesmerized by it. He's nuts. Okay. You're a knob. Okay, so let's end the cut, play some music from Charlie Fox and the orchestra, a 56-piece uh, symphonic orchestra that scored our movie. Yeah, they're waiting. Well, actually, we scored the movie. He did the music for it. They're waiting for us to finish, eh? I believe I hear the baton. Oh, yeah. My brother's got a pencil, eh? And like, he's... Shut up. Oh, shut up. Take off. Here goes his I'm lame tra- voice again. That's the baton. Here comes 56 pieces of music from the movie Strange Brew. So that is what a soundtrack album is. Good day. Maestro. Maestro. 
said. It's a musical notation for stop. Stop, Avanti, Arrête. Okay, there's lunch next door. Did you get the 56 pieces of chicken? Oh uh, yeah. Did you get 56 uh, pops too? Don't yeah. give them beers, they'll fall asleep. 56 coleslaws and 56 napkins and then 56 handy wipes. Those beauty things you open them up. The wet ones? Yeah, wet wet naps. Sorry, those are beauty. Yeah. Okay, so uh, okay, 56 lunches. We'll have more symphonic music in a moment. But first, a uh, word from our film. Awesome, eh? Welcome, uh, well, Bob and Doug McKenzie. If you don't, if you don't know who they are, they're uh, wonderful folks out there. Been out there uh, 1980 around is when that album came out, and they're just so cool. Anyways, uh, we got Wade Boyd and myself here tonight, and uh, cheers, Wade. Say hey for a second, and Barry are, and we're kind of getting the show together. Doodaloo, getting the show together, and well, welcome to Meet Me Radio. Welcome to Racers Alley. Yeah. So anyhow, going to be kind of a light show tonight. Just going to shit to shit so to speak for a second and then from there uh, who knows what's going to go on but uh, again welcome to Mutiny Radio and Racers Alley and uh, it's really nice to have Bob and Doug McKenzie here because boy you know I just found this album and I haven't heard them in a million years so uh, welcome Canadian boys and uh, all right cheers guys enjoy the show for a second you do the same eh? oh <clears throat> Good day. Oh, do do our new movie theme, eh? Yeah, okay. Okay, good day. I'm Bob McKenzie. This is my brother, Doug. How's it going, eh? Welcome to our movie, eh? Okay, our topic is uh, movies. Yeah. Okay, uh, first off, difference between movies and TV, eh? Okay, go to TV. This is the difference between TV and movies, eh? So? Okay, go back to movies. Okay. Zoom out, eh? Yeah. And show how big the screen is, eh? Zoom look out. How, look oh. how huge it is, eh? Like, normally we just have Great White North, eh? But look, we got... What's okay. that over there? Okay, like England and Ireland and uh, France, eh? He's a genius, eh? He knows the Atlas. Okay, and over here we have... Uh, uh, Russia and Hawaii. Okay, so all hosts in Russia and Hawaii and England, welcome to our movie. How's it going, okay, comrades? Uh, we made... Uh, zoom back in, eh? Okay, we made a movie, eh? Uh, so we're gonna show that now. Yeah. Okay, Beauty this idea. movie was shot in 3B. Three beers and it looks good, eh? Hoserama, yeah. call it Hoserama. Okay, eh? so we made a movie, so sit back, get some corn, and uh, let's have, uh, that's movie time. Okay, turn it on. Okay. Give enough time just to see. Okay. Okay, then 10 years after World War IV. 2051. Okay. No, more. What? No. 2051, they the they future. They saw it already. Take Next century. I was the only one left on the planet after the Holocaust, eh? Go. The Earth had been like devastated by nuclear war. Like Russia blew up the U.S. and U.S. blew up Russia, eh? Statue of Liberty. Lucky for me, I'd been off-planet, on vacation at the time of the war, eh? There wasn't much to do. All the bowling alleys had been wrecked. So as I spent most of my time looking for beer. One day, I was out looking for a nice place to build a city for my children, when I spotted a mutant in the Forbidden Zone. I landed my vehicle to pursue and destroy this genetic freak before he could warn other mutants in the underground caves. 
I was kind of like a one-man force, eh? Like Charlton Heston in Omega Man. Do you see it? It's beauty. Fleshy-headed mutant, are you friendly? No way, eh? Radiation has made me an enemy of civilization. Alpha Base, this is Bob McKenzie. I've spotted a fleshy-headed mutant in Sector 16B. Oh, hey, Bob, you hoser! Dude, what happened, eh? Film broke! Oh, geez, gotta fix it, eh? Sorry, film broke. Hey, Sorry, I can't eh? see, eh? Turn the lights on, what do you got? Keep hey, wrapped it. What not? Jeez, we had a lot of popcorn, too. Oh. Okay, uh, you cover. I'll fix the film, hey? Oh, I got... I'm getting whiplash from my burps, eh? Okay. Oh. Uh... Oh, nice going, you knob. You want a beer? No, I want to explain what happened. Oh, okay. Okay, this is where uh, the part in the movie, eh, where, like, uh, Hoser uh, broke the film. I didn't break the film. It broke itself in a projector. Yeah, okay. So, anyway, it broke, but you didn't get to see the end of The Mutants Thank of 2051. Well, what? What's wrong? No, nothing. It was... You know, I know what happened in the movie. It wasn't that great. It was so. It was beauty. It was sci-fi. That's where it's at these days. So, anyway, we'll play the rest of the music and continue the story, eh? Uh, Maestro? <laughs> Okay, here the mutant drives off and then goes up into the air in Bob's machine, eh? See, that's the takeoff music there. Beauty, eh? <laughs> Meantime, I was back trying to figure out how to catch up with the mutant, and I realized if I hitchhiked, it would do me no good because yeah. there were no other people around. Then I figured maybe the mutant's so stupid that if I hitchhike, okay, he'll pick wait. me up. What? This go is where the mutant flew away to, like, a disco planet. A disco planet? Yeah. <laughs> Sci-fi is really where it's at these days. Okay, here come the mutants. I got away from those mutants. But soon, I was to run into the king of the mutant colony. That was me, eh? What's this? Some... This is where with all the mutants went shopping. Oh. I, you're confusing me. I don't know what's going on. Okay, stop for a sec. Stop. Stop. Okay. Okay, let me refresh your memory, egghead. The mutant takes off in your uh, flying van, eh, and flies to the planet of the mutants. And where are you? Running around in circles like a goofy chicken, eh? And then, like, you find a way to get hey, to the planet of the mutants. Lay one down, will you? Give what? me a break. Egghead, goofy chicken. What's all this? Take off. All I know is you got 56 pieces of orchestras in there eating chicken. Okay, they come back, they're playing some music, and you're saying stop to tell your dumb story. Why don't you just finish the music and without him talking, play it. Shut up, will you? Back up. Back up. Okay, stop. Now go forward. Make him hear that again. Also, now the audience knows that there's no orchestra there, because that was obviously a tape. No, no, out. no. There, there. We got to stop for a sec. We got a special orchestra that can play Rewind. We do. Um, orchestra, get ready for a rewind. Okay, and... Thank you. Thank you very much. See? Okay, orchestra. Now, uh, go forward, please, at high speed. Beauty, stop. Jeez. That's a lot of music they just played. Yeah, I know. Okay, here's where the mutant and Bob are wrestling. And wrestling. And he's got him by the throat, eh? And then... Bob flips him over, and the film broke again. No, no, that's where the, the, we broke for lunch. Take off the... You can hear a guy calling lunch in there. Hey, rewind that, will you? 
Okay. Okay, you listen close. You'll hear the guy yell for lunch. Okay. Here's what happened. My brother just leaned over in his chair and Bull went. Roar. I did not. He did that. Listen. I did not. You did not. You did so. So that's the end of the movie. Yeah. Beauty, eh? Too bad you miss it. Okay. Our topic now is directing, eh? We need some experts on that one. No, no, no. We directed. Oh, yeah. I forgot. <laughs> so, okay. A lot of people want to... What's the director do, eh? Okay. Well, this is what a director does. Director says, action. And he says, lunch. And he says, cut. And he says, break. I want to give you an example of how that would work. Doug, if you don't mind being an actor in Not. this little scene. Not at all. Go ahead. Okay. <clears throat> Everyone um, ready? Sorry, I'm late. No. Just, I'm just gonna... being an actor, that's what they do. They're always lady. No, they're not. Not everybody. Okay. Okay, when I say action, you go. When I say cut, you stop. I just want to show everybody, okay? Yeah. Okay, uh, everyone ready? And action! I did not do it, you knob. You're the one that... Cut! Okay, could you do that again? And your voice was, like, quavering. Right? You're not afraid or anything, are you? Oh, I thought that was what you wanted from me, sir. Sorry, it says frightened in the script here. Oh, okay, we'll do it that way again. It's just then. going by the script. Okay. That's all I know, okay? Okay. Ready? Action. I did not do it, you knob. Take off. Cut. Beauty. Well, I think we can go with that. Lunch. All right, now I'll show you. Would you mind being an actor for a moment? I'll show you how I direct. Okay. Can we have the actor on the set, please? I'm here, sir. Oh. Gee, you weren't exactly what we had in mind, but, well, we'll try it with you anyway. All right. Action. I did not do it, sir. Cut. Wait a minute. What are you doing? I did the lines. You did the lines? I did the lines. You're not... Okay, we'll try it one more time. Action. I didn't do it, Cut. What are you doing? I did the lines again. You didn't do them right. What are you doing to me? All right. Are you a method actor? I'm not getting paid enough. You are. You're getting paid too much. I'm walking off this set. You're a lousy director. You can't walk. You're fired. Take off. Break. All right. Lunch, everybody. Jeez, what a hoser. Yeah, what's gonna happen if this plan don't work, eh? The old man will boot us out of the house and we'll have no place to sleep. Yeah, I could live in this van, eh? I don't need no Take place. Take off. To sleep. You need money to live or you'll starve. Yeah, well, this plan sucks. I ain't going in. The tour. I'll tell the old man you gave away his beer money. Okay, okay. You boss me around. Well, Elsnore. 12. 24. Oh, yeah, sorry. 24 Elsnore beers. 24. Yeah. 24 Elsinore. 1470. I believe there'll be no charge on this two for uh, a beer, thank you. Excuse me? Okay. We found this mouse in a bottle of Elsinore beer that we bought at your beer store, eh? And we heard, like, when that happens, that uh, you get your beer free. It's in the Canadian criminal code, eh? Yeah. Like, there's legal precedent setting cases in law. So, like, uh, give us our free beer. You want free beer? Go to the brewery. Now get out of here before I put the two of you in a bottle. You sure you don't want to think this over? I'm sure. Okay, we're going. Yeah, see ya. <laughs> Jeez, there's a lot of arrows, eh? Elsnore Castle. Yeah. Elsnore Brewery. Royal Canadian Institute for the Mentally Insane. Hey, that's Looney Bin, eh? Yeah, it sure looks spooky up there. I don't like the look of this at all. Where should we go? Looney Bin or Brewery? <laughs> I'm taking you to the Looney take Bin. Take off, take and me to the I'm brewery. going to the brewery. No way, go to the brewery. All right. But then I'm taking you to the doing event.
Yeah. We have an appointment with that guy there, eh? Yeah, we are. Welcome uh, to Racer's Alley here at Meet Radio. Uh, Wade and I are just sitting here jarring about a couple of things and uh, new exciting news. And uh, you've been listening to Bob and uh, uh, Doug McKenzie. And uh, hey. yeah, hey, how's it going, eh? So anyhow, uh, welcome, Wade. How you doing? Pretty good, eh? Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, we got some exciting news. Uh, we're going to have a, a, a comedy uh, festival coming up here uh, soon. So always uh, contact Radio If you uh, want to be a comedian and get in the comedy festival, just uh, get a hold of Pamtastic. So that's really, really cool. Otherwise, um, boy. All right. So I do a uh, subculture racing, actually. Uh does a uh, clothing and food drive. So we've been doing this, I think it's now eight years, Wade. It's been eight years we've been doing this. And uh, so this, uh, the, I'd like to start in October this year. We got four venues to be able to drop off some clothes. So I'm getting close to uh, getting the exact details in, but uh, start saving your canned goods. You'd like to uh, donate to the homeless as well as uh, or the, you know, the people who need it. And uh, as well as uh, any kind of type of clothing, you know, uh, even if you don't have clothing, uh, my friends have mentioned before, you can always just buy like go somewhere and, you know, buy, buy two sets of socks or something, you know, and you can buy them in bags and stuff underwear any any anything like that is especially important socks underwear you know undergear people never think about because you really don't donate your good stuff like you know you stuff like that however they still need it so if you don't have any kind of uh, clothes or anything like that or canned goods that you want to uh, donate you can always actually um, if you can just uh, you know as a favor go to the dollar store pick up a couple of packs of socks or undies whatever you feel you know and that, that goes both for uh, men and ladies wear you know, and uh, very, very important. You know, things are getting going to be getting colder here soon. And we'd like to try and take care of, uh, you know, as many people we can. And uh, we're going to have actually uh, Molotovs. Uh, Steph and I actually started this a million years ago, uh, like eight, uh, over that Molotovs. And uh, we also did that Benders as well with Johnny. And uh, those were our, our original places. And uh, now uh, we're actually going to be having that uh, drop off points here at Mutiny Radio and at Tokyo Moto. Uh, which is motorcycle shop on 50 to Haro. So I'll get uh, all the details together and uh, next show I'll be able to uh, give you some exact times and uh, places when we'll be able to uh, do some cool stuff. But uh, yeah, now it's getting time to, you know, think about uh, getting the giving time out. You know, right now everything's kind of all funky and weird and uh, it's always nice to be able to help your fellow human. Yar. Anyhow, so that's all I got to say about that. Uh, Wade, how you doing, mate? All right, pretty good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, to, uh, should we should we should we talk about that good news, or should we should we wait about that? I think I can. I was not told not to. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, a million years. Uh, you know, uh, well, actually, uh, for for a very long time, uh, our, our cohort and subculture racing, uh, Wade, myself, and you know, there's been a lot of a lot of other folks out there in subculture racing. Uh, Mr. Lindauer is doing it right now, and uh, being a current current passenger racer, uh, yeah. Miss Christine. Uh, uh, she's been doing that as long as I've known Wade, uh, well, uh, almost as long. And uh, they got together a long time ago and started racing together. And uh, that's how I knew her. And uh, for a second, she was a bartender, but ended up actually uh, uh, 
uh, working over at a place called Rosamonde, which has, uh, uh, at the time, it was a very special place because you can get any type of sausage. You can get, I mean, this was all gourmet stuff at a place where this was before everything got off weird, where you had craft stores and all that weird stuff. This is just a place where you can buy really, really cool gourmet sausages and such. And uh, boy, they've been there a very long time next to Toronado. And um, I've gone there for a million years with Wade as well. And uh, well, Wade, you've been working there a million years. <laughs> yeah, I started actually doing an escort. I, the joke is I, I don't actually work for Rose Monday. They let me work with Christine because they only worked with her. Gotcha. And, and I wouldn't do half the stuff that I do other than I would I do it for her. <laughs> exactly. It's you always know. been that. I know. Exactly. But yeah, and so I've been teamwork. there. Teamwork. Yeah. You know, it's so, always been teamwork with you guys. Which we've is really, been there really for cool. like 20 years or so. Yeah, exactly. Well, she's and, uh, like the master chef, even though she's only cooking sausage. But So she phones home to dad all the time. Dad is actually coming in a minute, but he's actually a real master chef at, in Germany. I did not know that. Actually, yeah. all these years. <laughs> he's had nothing but restaurants all his life. Wow. For, so, and, and this, that, whatever. I mean, I, I just hear stories and stuff. So anyhow, she, and so other people in, in the family were cooks too, but he is the master chef and stuff and knows like everything. So they talk about everything and she has her specials and stuff. Uh, Rosa Monday actually tried to get some of her, um, you know, fancy uh, little the recipes, recipes for the and potatoes. Yeah. yeah. But they I, make great German potatoes there. Yeah. I told her don't do it because they were splitting up doing, they, you know, they sold the, the name. They've got other restaurants and stuff. The actual original second original boss is now buggering off. And anyhow, Christine is um, going to end up with the space. The restaurant is just going to dissipate and, change names under new management so that's the great news folks i mean after all these years uh christine is now uh who's been behind the counter you've seen for 20 years uh at rosamond she is now going to be the owner of a new uh restaurant uh, uh there and uh, she might call it what she wants to call it berliner berliner and give you a real slice of berlin the happy berlin awesome and this is the sausage or the whatever that you would get if you were standing in berlin I think that's great. And, yeah. you know, it's a, it's a great story, especially, you know, being there all that time, you know, and uh, finally having your dream come true. So, that, yeah, yeah, right on, Wade. And yeah, and we if, really look forward to that. If you go, I always tell you, if you go, you got to go when she's there because everybody else is American and they just <laughs> don't get it. I don't know how much you try or whatever, but she is the little German girl. Sort of ran so away from sausage. home back when he you know, came to America. Uh, was living her own dream, and and so she, now she's the, the sausage queen. Exactly, and she's yeah, she's been there forever. And folks, um, you know, not something not sick sick at, but she's an Isle of Man TT racer. And I was there when I raced with her, uh, when Wade was racing with her on the sidecars. Uh, she was in the sidecar. Wade was on a. a no, Zix nine, and I was on the Mara one. But she is a pure racer, and she's always been. She's been a champion here. Uh, well, Pikes Peak, Australia. Yeah. Uh, she was on board when we won Pikes Peak. I got her the number one passenger plate in the SRA. Yeah, we went to Australia and and we beat those guys twice. Christine, what do you think? Look, they got slow cars, they got fast cars. She goes, ah, oh, they don't have a chance. I go, that's what I want to hear. 
Yeah, so it's a, yeah, she's a pure racer, and I have a great deal of respect. I consider her one of the bravest people I know, and so it's really, really cool. And uh, so we'll give you some news next week uh, as far as uh, what's exactly going on. And uh, uh, new shop's going to be in Lower Hate, right next to Tornado. Yeah. Uh, well, so so far, the word is she's going to try to open for Halloween and have Halloweenies. <laughs> all right we'll go be trick-or-treating over there yeah that's awesome all right so we'll we'll keep you all posted in uh, what's going on and that's really really cool it's great news actually subculture racing you know it's uh it's, we're very proud yar all right so let's uh take a little break here 625 uh here in the heart of the mission at Mini radio and uh well thank you for being here on racers alley just kind of a chill night and uh right now i'll put on some fix yar <laughs> Gotta turn on the thingy though, right? Record player.
you know, it's always interesting. I'm just talking to Wade about, uh, you know, just uh, in between actual being on the air, it's always cool because the conversations are just much more lively. But anyways, we were just talking about sacrificing for racing, which is just uh, both are synonymous, you know. Anyhow, sacrifice, race, race, sacrifice. Uh, Boy, oh boy, getting out there and getting back and actually, you know, trucks and, you know, uh, I I have so many friends that I could just thank over since 1990 when I started about loaning me their cars and their trucks. I mean, they live vicariously through me and, you know, without those people who support you, you know, it's hard to really get to the track and it's quite incredible, you know, over the years and uh, even just recently, I've just been running a past year and a half here with the AFM, Yara AFM and and, um, yeah, I've had uh, nothing but loaner trucks from uh, Milk Crate Brian, our DJ here, and uh, Jonathan, uh, who's actually uh, part of the crew here at Meany Radio. And uh, they both loaned me the trucks to get out there, which is really, really cool. And over the years, again, you know, Wade Subculture Racing, boy, we've had more than one thing out there. And, you know, it's really, really weird. Sometimes you have a lot of room, sometimes you don't. And we're talking, it's like, all right, and I was talking to Chad earlier. Chad goes, yeah, I like the Dodge Tradesman. I actually had one about 1993, uh, I think. And uh, I was racing FCR 400 back then, AFM, YAR, WSMC, but more AFM. And um, yeah, it, when I got a van, it was really cool. Old tradesman, you know, Brown, and uh, ripped out the couch and everything inside. It was really cool. Unfortunately, I just ripped the, the shit out of the innards and took all the shag carpet and little uh, cooler out and a uh, little uh, a pull-out bed and stuff. And uh, yeah, put my bike in there, put my bike, my gear in there. It ended up not being quite as much room as you thought it would be. You know, everything gets tight. So, uh, yeah, ended up having that for a couple of years, which was really nice. And uh, actually, uh, I always preferred trucks. And then uh, one day we got a met Wade subculture. And for a while, Wade, we had a, a really, well, you had your purple van, which is notorious. You know, yeah, it was big old, big old put the sidecars and everything van, in there. Yeah, it was yeah. great. You could, it was big enough to fit a sidecar in a short one or a long one or three or four bikes. It yeah, was, it was dynamite. But yeah, so that lasted five to ten years or so. We went through a couple of motorhomes. We went this, uh, you know, time actually marches on. The equipment doesn't always last that long. Well, especially also being uh, being privateers, we're not buying the latest eighty thousand dollar machinery. We're talking about seventies, eighties uh, vans and motors and stuff like that. And uh, yeah, they, they they do tend to wear out. But uh, we've been uh, we've been through. Uh, yeah, quite a lot, especially the motorhome and the trailers and dragging everything around, which is really cool. And uh, I was just mentioning, you know, our friend Juan Saucedo over there in Argentina, you know, uh, he delivered a, uh, at, at the time uh, I was there in 2010, um, got invited with uh, Wade and uh, Christine to go do uh, some road racing in Argentina with our friend David Paredes. And uh, he's an Isle of Man TT racer, and uh, he has a clinic over there, does a lot of uh, schools and such, and uh, always has tours at the Isle of Man as well uh, from South America, Argent- uh, Argentina. So uh, anyhow, uh, he's also now running actually a race over in Mexico, starting November 9th uh, in the Sinaloa Mountains. Anyways, Kane, Kane Mountains out there, which uh, I hope to. I hope to do if not this year well probably not this year next year but uh, it's a, next year it's, we're trying to get some real uh, yeah. information in English yes it's a good road race it's on the mountains out there down in Mexico and it looks really badass 
which is really neat. So anyhow, yeah, I mean, at one point, uh, I got my uh, bike delivered over there, and uh, he had a van that was like a third the size of our vans. And talking about squishing into things, Wade and I were just mentioning, it's like, yeah, what do you have to do to go to races? It's like, yeah, I've squished before. You know, it's like with... If you're dedicated, you're going to do whatever you have to do to get to a racetrack, no matter how you do it and what you got. And, uh, you know, uh, comfort isn't really an issue sometimes when you got to get the hell out there, right? <laughs> yeah. So yeah. You, you go wherever. So you go around the corner to uh, an hour to Sears Point or for us, eight hours to um, uh, Utah or yeah. 14 hours to the Ridge or somewhere like Australia, 18 hours and you ship your stuff there and uh, yeah, getting there, getting your equipment there, you know, it's, it's harder to kind of to actually drive there, Utah or the Ridge, 18, 14 hours to go to Barber from here. To ah. drive your equipment there, it's a little easier to ship stuff. You, you go to Oakland, you hand off a box, you pick it up at the racetrack, you put it back in. Poof! There's, <laughs> there's no traveling. You you bought a plane ticket. It's actually easier. We just need that money tree to, to do some of these international. But to go like to Barber, uh, I paid like six hundred dollars to have my sidecar shipped there one time. It's almost impossible for me right now to get it shipped without being independent hmm. which is having the equipment and the money to drive there on your own so having a ship there you flew there uh no i've i've shipped to australia um shipped my sidecar to australia yeah, yeah. I've, I've i actually got my sidecar uh driven in somebody else's um you know trailer a couple of years ago, it cost me $600 for my portion. You're going to take my sidecar move. And you, you take it there. We race it. We put it back in the trailer. It comes back home. Somebody, those guys actually did the three three days of driving to get yeah. there. I mean, that's why you pay the 600 Yeah. You know, yeah. they need to actually also have it uh, work out for themselves. They do that so they can get there and yeah. everyone else involved. Exactly. And so that's we, a hard job to be able to we do did, that three We days. did the yeah. same thing with Daytona. The first year we drove to Daytona, and, and I, what, the rule is I jokingly said, basically, you gotta you got to drive there at least once. You really do, and, um, and you're, you still you really do. But after that, it's there's nothing to see on the highway. It doesn't go through anything nice or exotic or this that. It's a boring ride. Um, it's almost straight, but it goes for three thousand miles or so. And, uh, <laughs> you are. can't have a hiccup. You can't fall asleep. You're you can't have a flat tire. You can't. You got to have a lot of things go. You can't right. put the Tesla computer on. You have to actually be there. You actually yeah. So <laughs> um, Rich drove a lot of the ways, and yeah, we got drivers and stuff. And so the rest of us are just trying to be there and make sure you're awake. We get there and everything. And so we had a GPS that sent us in circles. And what? What happened? Something went wrong. <laughs> yeah, it was this was a couple of years ago. So I guess they don't. It wouldn't happen anymore. But the GPS basically didn't tell you that it didn't work after um, the Mississippi. There was huh? we were going in circles. It, it kept taking us back to this church and going three rights. Three, three rights in a row is a U-turn. 
<laughs> simple math. I really, I, I kind of get it. And then it's like, where did the big roads go? We're on this little tiny road and we keep going around this church. We had to go get a map and we had to go start asking questions. So that put a couple hours behind. You know, so yeah, we finally wow. get to Daytona. Uh, after we find out, oh, the, we had to go get another GPS because there was no state by, with, you know, under the letter F, like Florida. It's <laughs> like, what? Anyhow, we, fin we finally figured it out. We finally get there, and I barely made the riders meeting. I'm in the front row. The, the map of the track is in front of me, and I can't understand anything. I'm so burnt. Yeah, absolutely burnt. Which is not a great way to start a race weekend. Yeah, so I, I totally said we're not. I'm not. The driver's not doing that again. No way. And I'm getting into trouble for cheating and flying in. Yeah, your your rider wants to be sharp. Yeah, <laughs> all the time. I'm. I, I'll come back. So yeah, we we. I did the riders meeting. I went out and took a nap. Rich went off. He went home. He drove like 36 hours and stuff. So that driving and the getting there. Is twice as hard as the racing. Right. We raced for 10 laps. We, oh, we did this, we did that. We stuck our neck out. We went really fast. We, we won or we didn't, but you still got to get home. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's taxing, actually, uh, to actually travel. My uh, my brother, Robert, uh, he plays, uh, he's been in bands, you know, his whole life. And uh, anyways, at least 20 years, at least. Anyhow, um, yeah, at one point we were talking about this exact same thing. And, you know, it's like uh, one of his bands to go to the Austin thing and uh, they have a bunch of bands there a certain time of year. And it's like, yeah, you going down with the band? And she goes, Alex, that got old after the first five, ten years. After now, all the young kids can go on the van. I fly in. They get there. They're all smelly. I go up and show up. Baba's your uncle. And then, you know, it's just like, that's it, you know. But he's part of the band. But, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's nostalgic to do that for a while. But, I mean, after a while, it's actually yeah. it's, it's, it's okay. different. It's time to fly in. So. <laughs> exactly. So, you know, that's what he's been doing for years now. And I thought that was, you know, funny because it, it correlates to what we're talking to. You know, it's like, yeah, I don't need to be the kids in the band anymore all excited and whatever's going on. And remember all the internal stress and fights and everything that you have in a closing situation. Yeah. Yeah, it just shows all, up now. <laughs> all kinds of little struggles here and there. Right. <laughs> had nothing to do with the biker or, or racing or whatever. It was, you know, yeah. the just, getting there, the getting back or whatever, and survival of just trying to get to the races. And everyone has moods. <laughs> yes, they are. Anyhow, uh, boy, oh, boy, we're going to take a little break here. I think we got a couple of guests that just rolled in, and I'll find out what that's going on about. And uh, cheers. So what are we going to listen to right now? Let's listen to some kinks. Yar. Right, I think I got it rolling.
She couldn't act much, but she put on a show. She always smiled even when she felt low. I used to fancy her a long time ago. So today, it's got to be. Can't find my shoes. It's no surprise that I'm singing the blues. So many holes in my life still to mend. And someone just said that the world's gonna Alley here at Beanie Radio. We're just chilling in the middle right now. Enjoy some more kinks. We're just shooting the shit. We'll be back shortly.
the stories that have been told of kings in days of old, but there's no England now. All the wars that were won or lost somehow don't seem to matter very much anymore. All the lies we were told, all the lives of the people running round their castles are burned. I see change, the inside, we're the same as we ever were. That's me shutting off the music. I just decided to make a decision. Anyhow, does that work? Decide to make a decision? Huh. Better, yeah. 
better stop smoking. Anyways, uh, welcome, welcome uh, to Racer Salad here at Meany Radio. Wade Boyd is here and special guest. Holy moly, let's put on some mics. Connie May. Connie May, welcome back. Connie May is part of the uh, Dames Don't Care, and uh, she's just starting riding with that clan. And Dames Don't Care are a really uh, nice crew here of uh, uh, ladies who uh, ride motorcycles. And uh, I've, uh, I've, I've, I've known them uh, on and off for, for, boy, they've been around like at least 10 years. And uh, they've done great events and uh, very, very special part of the motorcycling community. I mean, uh, truly, they're badasses is all I really have to say about that. And uh, right now, uh, in particularly, uh, I believe, uh, you know, Connie, we have some special, really big things going on. And uh, I posted on the uh, Racers Alley on Facebook, you can see. But anyhow, for us, uh, our listeners out there, and our listeners, actually, Connie, um, they're everywhere. Apparently, we have over 11,000 listeners, and they're all over the damn world. Which, uh, thanks, guys. I didn't believe it. So it was really, really cool. And uh, please, all $75 so I can buy our new bike. Thank you. There you go. Yeah. Anyways, Connie, uh, very, very, uh, really, really cool thing going on right now. And uh, it's, a, it's a women's... Uh, women's world? It's, um, the dames are sponsoring Dangerous Curves at Moto Guild on October 4th, 6.30 to 9.30 p.m. Basically, it's a party and a celebration. Can you hear me? <laughs> a party and celebration to welcome the Women Riders World Relay. If you haven't heard about them, it is a group that started a little over seven months ago. I heard in Scotland, went through the UK, traveled across the world to get to us here yeah. in the United States. They entered the US, I believe, three days ago. Wow. They're making their way to us. When they arrive here in San Francisco, we want to welcome them, have a party. Cool. The baton that's being passed uh, through all these countries. Uh, we'll be here with the riders on this leg of the trip. Okay, so um, right now it's called the Women's Women Riders World Relay. Women's Riders World Relay. Correct. Yeah, I it's mentioned last time when Emily was here, and it was like, oh, it was a tongue twister from hell. I'd, I'd say it over and over. So Women's Riders World Relay is going to be coming up in uh, October 4th, which is actually next Friday, listeners. And uh, these folks uh, have been uh, all over the world. Is Yeah, I, I can't remember every single country, but, but yeah, I really enjoyed looking at it on. You can check it out on Facebook. You can okay. just uh, search for it. You can see videos of women in all these different countries. One of the things that struck me is looking at the groups. You know, being a rider here in the US, I have never had the opportunity to ride in another country, which would be great someday. Yeah. But um, yeah. seeing these it groups is. of women, you would see uh, in the UK, a group of X amount of women, you know, good a good portion, let, I can't remember exactly. But uh, then the next country was more women, and then it was like 40 women, and then it was down to four women in another country, and then all of Yar. a sudden, Laos was one woman. You know, wow. just the, the people that are coming out of the woodwork to, to do this ride. Oh, and then it got to Australia and New Zealand and large groups of women came out. Yeah, nice. And you can see them in all, um, through all these different countries, what they ride in, their clothes, wow. their traditions, what it means to them to ride. It's incredibly inspiring. They have the bios. Nice. So this is on a website that uh, folks can access? Just uh, Google or search uh, Women Riders World Relay. Women's Riders World Relay. Yeah. I got to keep saying that. Then I can it's win hard. drinking games. But, yeah. but remember, Dangerous Curves. That's our San Francisco event at Moto Guild. Okay. October 4th. So October 4th, uh, Dangerous Curves is 
going to have an event. And where is that going to be held? Treasure Island. And Treasure, Moto Guild. Moto Guild at Treasure Island. For our listeners that don't know that, Treasure Island is between Oakland and San Francisco. It's a little island out there. And um, think Escape from New York. Uh, bring some baseball bats and shit. You know, you don't want to be stuck out there in zombie land. But in all truthfulness. Anyways, Treasure Island is between San Francisco and uh, Oakland. And uh, I believe uh, the event is going to be, uh, you, you show up, you don't have to pay anything, but they're going to have a bunch of uh, events out there with, uh, you know, uh, tents and such. Uh, it's mostly going to be inside. Yeah. Actually, okay, Motor Guild great. has changed their configuration if anyone's been there recently. I have not. It, it is different. You've got to come out and check it out. It looks great. Uh, the new owners have uh, taken over. They're really great folks. Um, and um, let's see. The, oh, well, we also, we're going to have a band, and the band is named Build Them to Break. So yeah. check them out. They just came out with a new album. Okay. It's, it's really great. Also, I want everyone to know that the event itself, if we are... And we will make some money on this uh, through uh, beverages and food being supplied and donated. All of the money that we make goes to a nonprofit called um, Motorcyclists Relief Project. And this is a project, unfortunately, I don't know enough about it, but look them up, too. We're going to have a table there and some information on them. Okay. They basically take veterans out for rides. It's it's a, I did it's research online, but I don't have yeah, all yeah. the stats. No, uh, no problem. We'll figure that one out. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, next week as well. No, it sounds like a great time, and uh, this is a week away, folks. So, uh, uh, obviously, you know, if you're out there on a motorcycle and you support, uh, you know, female riders, any riders actually are invited over there, at, uh, to, over on Treasure Island, correct? Yeah, uh, what, what time does the event start? It starts at 6.30 in the evening, goes till 9.30, and everyone's welcome. Men, women, people who support women riders. Uh, one of the main focuses of uh, Women Riders World Relay is to bring awareness to the um, industry of how the women ridership is growing and our needs, you know, in equipment, uh, safety equipment in particular, um, and just that we are there and we're strong in numbers and we hope to be recognized. So well, I could totally understand that. And, you know, actually, uh, Wade and I have written for magazines for a number of years here and there. And uh, yeah, um, you definitely notice uh, the the demographics and the change in actually ridership and motorcycles out there. I work at a motorcycle shop now. I mean, uh, I worked at motorcycle shops pretty much my whole life. And, you know, every now and then you get that one girl in 1992. You know, uh, now it's just a norm, you know, and uh, various bikes and stuff. I mean, I know racers and everything. And, yeah, it's, it's a whole different ball game here now as far as uh, I would say it's not quite 50-50, but I would say 60-40 or, six, you know, 65. 60-30, 60-40, somewhere in there. There really is now a lot more uh, 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 ladies involved in uh, everything across the board. The other day I was riding across uh, a commute in the morning, of course, uh, across the uh, Bay Bridge. And I looked around me and realized I was surrounded by three other women. That was the first time that it happened. It was cool. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. You know, it's it's really cool like that. You know, and uh, one of the Hooger hides, she just actually uh, did a land speed record. But we'll talk about that in the future. I want to have her here. Anyhow, um, all right. Let's back to the uh, program. So. Um, Friday, October 4th from 6.30 to 930. 9.30 at Moto Guild. Moto Guild. Yep. We're going to talk about, uh, actually, the, the it's going to be about these folks that come around the world and they do a relay. And they've been everywhere else. Especially, I like that one where it's like, 
every every country has a certain amount of people who are showing up. So it's a world event. It's really really cool. We really want to get out and show them, you know, the support we have here for the women. Uh, ridership in the Bay Area, not, you know, that it's going to be everyone, all the men, all the women, everybody who yeah. supports them. I'd like to have um, a big turnout. A really nice turnout would be you great. Know, have, the, have these folks come through town. And, you know, uh, I've had a couple of people come by the shop, and I, I believe that from here they're going down to L.A., and right. there's a, a bunch of folks that are actually going to be riding down as well, correct? Right, yeah, and we can join the relay. If you've signed up, we've all signed up in advance. There's legs that they do. And this is a relay. This is not a tootle. They're doing usually four to 800 miles a day. Wow. They're not doing iron, but I uh, don't believe there was, but I think it was changed. Um, oh, I also want to let you know that there's going to be a fashion show. How could I forget the fashion show? There's going to be there a fantastic fashion yeah. show. We've got a couple <laughs> of designers of women's gear going to be there, and uh, that's going to be a highlight for sure. That's going to be really fun. Well, I'm going to um, bring my tutu, and I'll, I'll show you fashion. Come on God in. It. Bring <laughs> it on. Get my leathers on. As long as you got the, yeah, as long you you the safety gear with the tutu. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's a great idea. Yeah, I think it's going to be a great night, you know, and yeah. uh, next week we'll also mention this as well. And, you know, this is a podcast, so it'll, it'll be going on, uh, you know, anyone who downloads. So this is really important, especially for the motorcyclists here in, uh, in the Bay Area. You know, uh, it's good to represent. And this is a world cause, you know, which is really important. So, yeah, hope to see you all out there on October 4th. And you all are leaving October 5th in the morning. Uh, yeah, very early. I think kickstands up at 6 a.m. Yeah. And we're going to join another. I'm leading, I think, about 40 women from East Bay over to Pacifica. And in Pacifica, we'll join the rest of the group, and then we'll head south. No kidding. And I believe we've got a... I think we've got about 60, 62, maybe 65 women going on the ride from San Francisco to San, uh, Los Angeles. So it's a bunch of t- different cells are going to meet along the ride. Yeah, we're sort of going to join up. There's yeah, no way yeah, for them yeah. to backtrack. So. Wow. Very, very cool. Yeah. It's going to be a great time. It is going to be a really great time. <laughs> yeah, very, very exciting. Wow. Yeah. All right. Well, well, let's take a little bit of a break here, and uh, we'll be back shortly here at uh, BD Radio. Thanks for, for listening to Racers Alley. Cheers.
So here's what I was trying to think about earlier. You know, um, Jim Hugerhide, uh, he's a kind of a, a local legend here uh, in San Francisco. In, in general, SFMC boy. And, uh, you know, I've seen him race out there with Wade out there in the mile and stuff. And uh, he's a man of many, many talents and a sweet man as well. And his brother's a big, uh, very good racer as well. Big, you know, a top flat tracker right so anyways jim is a uh, uh straight line boy he likes to do the bonnevilles and um he just mentioned miss leslie hugerhide his wonderful wife is now an scta record holder at bonneville i don't know what this means but it says a-g 1000cc 185.190 miles an hour that's what uh, Leslie's running right now. So she has a record out there on her motorcycle, uh, which is wonderful. Yeah, uh, uh, looks like a, looks like a, she doesn't have fairings, so it's open. Uh, we really got to get him on the show. But a big congratulations to the Hooger Heights and uh, here as well, Jim. You did really well, and I'll, I'm going to have to get you on the show to let us know exactly what's going on. But uh, Leslie, you know you kick ass, and uh, hope to see you Friday actually uh, out there at the event over there and uh, Treasure. Island. So I just wanted to give a shout out because I think that's really, really cool. You know, I mean, 195 is like, uh, it's not, you know, it's, it's pretty fast, right, Wade? <laughs> you know, sure is. Sorry about that. Let's put the mics on. Right, Wade? Yeah. Sure, sure is. Sure yeah, is. Yeah. There we go. Well, we're all back on the air. Anyhow, yeah. Uh, congratulations to Leslie on that. That's a, that's a really big deal, you know, and I'm uh, very proud because uh, she just got back, uh, she just got into this and we'll have to ask her, you know, how many years but uh, really, really big deal to go really, really fast on the salt, actually, because uh, uh, the conditions are very, very different every day. Uh, uh, just like the aisle, every day is a different fucking story. And uh, we got to get them on here. Yar. So I'm going to hunt you guys down, just so you know. Yar. Anyways, uh, let's talk for a second. Anyone? Um, Nova. Hello. Cheers. Welcome to our show. Cheers. Yeah. Hello. Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, I, I was, uh, you mentioned you used to have a, a Ninja 650. Yeah, Ninja 650. How'd you Great enjoy bike. that? Great bike. I love it. It's a lo- not nearly as downward as a lot of the race looking bikes. It's actually technically a touring bike, but uh, more neutral riding controls. I've Fantastic known, bike. I've known a lot of friends actually on that bike. That's actually an excellent motorcycle, mm-hmm. uh, based on the EX500 motor. So yeah, yeah. So any uh, fun times? Any stories about that? Oh uh, my gosh, a few <laughs> once in a lifetime opportunities. One of which was here with Connie. We took a gosh one month motorcycle. <laughs> it took way too long to do the trip, but it was great. Where we went from... I think we planned uh, like two weeks yeah. and... <laughs> it didn't happen. It was an adventure. Yeah. Somewhere in the middle, I threw my hands up and said, I'm done with adventure. I don't, I'm adventure. done. We're, we're done. I'm done with adventure. <laughs> you guys went on a road trip? We yeah. did. We went from awesome. Brownsville, Oregon. Uh, we went a little south and then east over into Nevada and then straight south all the way down to... Uh, what was it? Joshua Tree National Park and had went to a uh, women's motorcycle wow. rally out there. Babes uh, right out. Babes right out. It was fantastic. It was amazing. Wasn't there like 20,000 women riders there? Holy moly. I don't think it was. T- I don't. <laughs> it was I don't. It was, a, was lot. a lot. It was but a I, lot. But I don't know about 20,000. I thought it was 20,000. I was like seven. I don't no. know. <laughs> I'd no, have we'll to look it up. It, it was a lot. <laughs> but it was a lot of fun. I'm not um, good with demographics. We wound up. I could go on for a long time about this trip, but I won't. Um, yeah, one, of the, time. one of the pinpoints was uh, we got there crazy late. 
like midnight, one o'clock in the morning. It was dark. We, well, by we got there, I mean, we got to the general area where we were supposed to be. And um, we got lost. We just had like, you know, a paper map and phones didn't really work. So we're driving around in circles out in the, the dark of the desert, with a full, dark. almost full moon <laughs> at 1130 p.m. It is an 11 hour day for us. Uh, exhausted, yeah. lost. We're like, yeah, we're so close. I can. It's like two miles away. I just know it. And we get on this back road. Take the wrong turn and wind up in the sand pits. <laughs> right? Yeah. Two street bikes through the sands for like five miles. We got about probably three wow. and a half miles through it. And I'm like, I can't do it. I'm done. And she's like, well, what are you going to do? Well, we, can we turn can't turn around. Three miles. There comes the point, right? Go forward and go back. Up and keep going <laughs> we got through that five mile of sand pit and we were so excited to hit blacktop that we just kept going <laughs> and we completely missed our campgrounds and we're still looking for it two hours later <laughs> but we, we had a beautiful moonlit ride up in joshua tree national park yeah. no I, b- I believe it was that would gorgeous be. yeah it was amazing um, i always like the idea of uh, moonlight full moonlight rides just it was amazing the, the, everyone running around as far as the animals but yeah, over there, Joshua Tree on a full night, I imagine that must have been a beautiful ride. And I'd never been before, and seeing the, the shadows of those Joshua trees out there, and it just it was magical. It was yeah. Glorious. I had never ridden out in the there desert. Right now, actually. Uh, interestingly, that we're having this conversation. They just showed me a picture. Ah, we're out here. Look at us. You yeah. Know, yeah. You well, know, she missed out on, she missed two amazing stories on the way there. One of them is that I started out this trip on a, a Honda CB4. 400 i'm sorry 404 a little tiny cb and here i and i put all this money into it and i was fixing it up and i'm gonna go on this ride and yeah i know it's too small but i'm gonna do it anyway it's gonna be an adventure it's yeah, gonna be amazing was uh, in not a good good way you ran that on a cb 404 down the down so, from oregon and down so you know? and then also wow. as we were heading out of brownsville oregon it's which is a little north of eugene on the west side of the mountains we go straight up into the mountains we hit snow yep. it starts raining I've never ridden in the rain before. <laughs> and I, I even told her, I'm like, if it's raining, I'm not riding. It's a real yeah, adventure, I'm like, good luck actually. With that. Oh, yeah. yeah. Good so luck we're with not riding in the rain. I can't sure. see very well. I don't have the right gear for this kind of rain. <laughs> I'm staring at her taillights, and she is passing semi trucks in the rain because they're doing like 25. Yeah. So we're passing semi trucks in the dark, in the pelting rain it's completely unsafe yeah. had i known now then what i know now i would never have done that not on that bike not on that bike uh come to find out uh i don't know what that thing's called that holds the exhaust to the engine evidently that had come off during all this rain and i got water in the engine so you know the gosh the they're they're thing. on the top of the pipes that hold the the actual pipes the headers to the engine block. The header flange? What kind of bike? Yes. It, that was a CD400. Yeah, and shims in there. Yeah. So it had come they're open. They're just like rattling around. So in this, rain's going into her, you know, combustion chamber. Stuff. So the next day we get up. Oh, that night, the, the hotel room looked like laundry facility. We had the heat turned up. We dried everything. We're sopping it wet. Like the Bates Motel. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. So no, luckily they had a, a, a restaurant and bar, so we got to, you know... You know, get ready for the next day and then uh so the next day we get up we're all fresh and ready we're gonna make it to the next leg of the trip and we're heading in towards reno where a friend of mine lives luckily and we come down i decided to take this back road i'm like look it's a cutoff we're gonna go this way 
there's no facilities. There's nothing out there. Normally you would be just fine, but I'm on a janky bike that I didn't know was going to fail. And so luckily it was all downhill because I got to coast <laughs> about 12 miles downhill. Nice. Um, yeah. Her engine was shot. We coasted into Reno. Yeah. Just like her blinkers weren't working. She couldn't go more than like 15, 20 miles an hour. I'm behind her with my hazards on on the shoulder, like, go around us, guys. To get there. So yeah. luckily, we, we pull into my friend's place. We get to his driveway. I find a local place, great place. I wish I would remember the name of it. Um, and a day later, he tells me basically, I'm, I'm not going anywhere on this bike. And I'm like, we just started this adventure. What are we going to do? What am I, what am I going to do? Go home? Rent a car? Not. Buy a bike, you know. <laughs> Rent a bike in Reno, Harleys. Hmm. I was Steal on a CB400. My experience wasn't ready for a Harley. <laughs> so um, I went down and we ran around to a bunch of shops. We found out in Reno they won't let you test ride a bike. Test ride anything. Well, I could, I could uh, Reno. Yeah. Nevada. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. So we ended up yeah. going into a, a Triumph Moto Guzzi place and he had already pulled all the bikes in and I said, I, I'm a serious buyer. Seriously. <laughs> Seriously, man. <laughs> Seriously. And, uh, I need a bike now. I need a bike stat. <laughs> They're like, okay, we'll and, uh, make time for you. And so they well, let me go in and all the bikes were jammed in there. I couldn't see wow. them. I sat on them, did a mm. wiggle and I said, this is the one. Yep. Give and, me this one. Nice. And I took it outside, rode it around the parking lot. I just uh, gotten <laughs> a divorce. Shut up and take my money. <laughs> divorce settlement. And I was like, I deserve this. I bought myself a bike. Nice. And that's yeah. my that's my Moto Guzzi that I'm riding today. Ah, that's, that's awesome. Great. So the rest of the story was on my new bike that it was bigger yeah. than I was used to, going on all these crazy. So we went way out of our way for easier roads. It was a beautiful ride. And then I dumped it twice in the sand pit. <laughs> there you are. Yeah. <laughs> well, after you dumped. Well, it once, everyone right? dumps things in sand pits so yeah the, the, the fact that you mentioned earlier that you know nobody you were going there for like a while i was like i would have turned around a little sooner yeah boy yeah. on a regular motorcycle to go through sand pits that's pretty fucking well, good we're man. like you know well we know we're gonna be out in the desert you know camping with tents you know we brought tents and sleeping bags you know i mean the back of my bike looked like a clown mobile because i like had you know all of our you know all of all of my stuff a tent a sleeping bag back yeah, it was all piled up oh, you were all packed up i was on a ninja so like, yeah. there's no back seat like i mean i i looked like Stuff. Some sort of weird hilarious. Pretty funny. We look like hobos. Like, it was awesome. You know, we knew we were going out to the middle of nowhere, so we're like, okay, a little bit of sand, no big deal. You know, we got this. Just go slow. You know, and yeah, it got worse. A couple miles in, we're like, okay, well, the, we're not there yet. What do we do? Why can't we hear the ocean? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, right on. Yeah. We got about 30 more stories of that trip, but we can stop now. <laughs> Sometimes it's not about the destination; it's about getting there. Oh, yeah. You know, the adventure, it doesn't matter where you're going. It doesn't matter how long it takes you, but as long as you get to go. You know? Wade always says yeah. that. Wade, yeah. Wade's, Wade's a big one on that one. You know, it's about the yeah. trip and having the good times and having mm -hmm. the stories is the biggest thing. Oh, we got know? the stories. Yeah. And that's basically <laughs> the reason we're here at, at Racers Alley. I mean, uh, started this about the stories, really. And uh, in the future, yeah, you can always... Uh, uh, be on the show i mean uh we have a big stage here at racers alley you can always come in with uh, your folks uh any you can sponsors. sing it too you can have like yeah there's a whole can, stage of it so you can sing we you got a piano sing, we got a piano i mean we have a, we have it's a, a really lot of nice facility setup. here for two hours and you can come in uh, bring everyone in bring your family in be on the show and 
thank all your sponsors. Jeez, you know, right now on Racer's Alley, you know, that's very interesting. Um, as far as uh, uh, I always thought, I was like the only one. But uh, when you read the Racers Alley Facebook page, every uh, we all go through the same thing. You got guys with trophies, and you guys got, uh, yeah, I tried so hard, and I was the last guy, and you got guys in between. My motor blew up. You really get to see, you know, um, racers on their seasons because it could be really, really exciting. And then, you know, it's um, races are very particular, you know, uh, you know, uh, uptight bitches. Anyway, so what you do is like, depending <laughs> how the day goes, is how your day goes. And you can be really fast and then still well bitch about stuff. You can crash, you can do everything. And um, it's great. If you ever want to read about all us racers out there, and what's neat is, like I mentioned earlier, we have 11,000 listeners. Racers Alley on our Facebook page, a lot of those folks are European, you know, uh, road racing and everything else in between. And in between, you know, we have a, a lot of. Uh, uh, local uh, american folks so um yeah check it out because if you really want to uh know what the heart of racing is about racers alley is you you read those things i hate to uh, push face in the book but that's where we're at right now we'll work on something else later but um yeah everyone has a weekend and sometimes they're like we're gonna win and then got a cast on other times it's like my motor blue and everything else in between and then you got a bunch of trophies and such so it's a really really cool uh uh, uh sight to see right it turns out it's the same everywhere too yeah exactly. Europe, here <laughs> down under everybody has the same problem yeah. the wheels <laughs> and and centrifugal force and everything is the big equalizer <laughs> racers all have the problems same the, problems all yeah, over the world the battles on the racetrack and everybody's having a great time and, and once in a while somebody goes home wounded yeah and uh, wow. also I mean they got the trophies but you can also hear it's just like yeah I really wanted to be fucking 10th and I got 12th again you know and all that stuff in between so it's it's a, it's a neat uh, neat to read so you know as far as going to uh, Racer's Alley we do have a face of a book presence and on that you can see a lot of the trials and tribulations i guess is how you call about racers anyhow let's talk about something really cool here clay murphy our friend sfmc anyways he's been putting together this uh, firstrides.org situation and uh, it's 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 a website uh, he has a school now it's going to help kids love bikes is what he likes to say firstrides.org basically we're looking for any type of uh, donations and uh, I really really got to say thank you very much to the anonymous uh, person who donated this really great Alpine Start dirt bike cure for kids at uh, Bender's. Uh, Johnny says, if you ever want to come by, drop any gear off. What we're looking is for children's gear to, uh, you know, uh, let's say any kid up to like, who knows, like 14 or whatever. Um, dirt bike gear, anything, uh, even a bike if you got. Uh, his Clay's, Clay's program right now is to, you know, uh, give kids who would never other uh, who would never ever have a chance to ride dirt bikes an opportunity opportunity to do so um, through his organization. So it's like uh, helping kids that would never get a chance to do so get out there on a dirt bike, have gear, go out there, run around, you know, give them a sense, you know, and, and that that's what really children need sometimes, especially if they're going a funny way. And uh, you know, when I started dirt riding dirt bikes, you know, I started breaking the law all the time, and you know, that's a really good way to learn, you know, uh, especially going on dirt bikes and stuff. So 
good way to do it. So firstrides.org. And uh, please donate all the dirt bike gear you can. Uh, we need boots. Uh, Clay was mentioning uh, the other day you could use size one boots. So we can uh, definitely use uh, boots for younger kids. They're getting bikes out there. If you can donate any type of motorcycles, I'd be great as well. And it's a, it's a really, really good thing. And uh, we all had to start somewhere. I started with my uncle. You know, I don't know, Wade, how'd you start? Who taught you how to ride a bike? Um, 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 I got to ride on a gas tank first when I was a little kid. And then, and then... Uh, they put me on a 650 and a Yamaha 90, whatever, um, in China camp. Yeah. So family. So Nova, who taught you how to ride? Oh, to be honest, I actually didn't grow up around motorcycles. I, um, I was 16 and I had a boyfriend who had a bike and he taught me how to ride the first time and then I got in a wreck with him on back. Yeah, I've been there too. Don't worry. Was, I've been in all types of wrecks. I was but, hooked. I yeah. just couldn't put him down. <laughs> what can I say? So, next time I'm going to wreck myself. Yeah, Damn next it. time yeah. I'm going to be the one driving. <laughs> exactly. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. Well, how did you learn how to ride? I was, I think, 12 and I went on a weekend trip with my extended family's friends and there was a pack of teenagers and we all went out to Gorman and uh, they had a bunch of dirt bikes and some mini bikes and I remember flying off and ending it into a yucca bush with stickers all over me and it got up and did it again I was like yeah this is great two strokes yeah 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 so So, you know we all learn from somewhere and uh, it's really really cool so anyhow, uh, let's take a little bit of a break, and we'll be back shortly. Uh, and uh, thank you for being here at Racer Sally and uh, Beanie Radio. Cheers.
Yeah, yeah. Welcome back to Racers Alley here at Meaty Radio in the heart of Mission. Yeah, I do, wait. <laughs> yeah. Anyhow, uh, boy, you know, uh, AFM, of course, uh, we're, we've been with them a million years uh, racing on and off, and uh, they're having a race here on October 19th and 20th over at Thunder Hill. Our great place to go that time of the year. Should be a little bit cooler. We'll see. Uh, I hope to be back there out in my um, 636 that I've talked about more than once. Anyhow, um, you know, I always want to thank the AFM uh, Racers uh, organization, uh, Barbara, and uh, everyone else in between. A bunch of names that I could say that I don't have in front of my face right now. But anyways, uh, yeah, I was reading actually uh, uh, something from uh, Mr. Klein, I believe, Max Klein, and uh, he's a really, really cool man and uh, oxymoron photography. Anyhow, so anyways. Let me look at this thing for a second. Apparently, uh, from something that Max posted, uh, they had a cash for corners uh, issue uh, 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 event going on. Yar. Uh, anyways, um, apparently they had about six gallons of beer weight, and uh, they had a whole bunch of uh, you know uh, folks uh, throughout the uh, the uh, AFM industry hanging out and just chilling, chilling, chilling. And uh, they made $800, which is really, really wonderful and uh, for Cash for Corners. And uh, he made a, a point to mention to uh, uh, thank you for, like, uh, Pedro Point Brewing, uh, who donated beer, which is really, really, really cool. There and you go. Uh, Yeah. And uh, he made a note uh, to mention, I, like I said, I, I read this off a post he uh, uh, put out there. But I, I wanted to say that. Uh, racers Alley is about racers. So uh, this is important news for AFMER, right? You know, very kindness of people really deserves a, a thank you. So, anyhow, uh, we had Catalyst Reaction Suspension and Tuning apparently out there. Uh, apparently out there. Catalyst Reaction and Tuning were out there and helped out. And uh, he mentioned uh, Team Skittles uh, for snacks and help, which is always nice because you can't do anything with snacks and help. Otherwise, you know, people just got all like surly and stuff. But uh, mentioned Hustle Hard Racing and uh, VNM Sports. And uh, let's see here. I was. That's uh, all I can read in my own handwriting. So <laughs> thanks, everyone out there at uh, AFM, and uh, had a great time. And uh, given out, especially for Cash for Corners, you know, that's really, really cool. And I'm going to do a little bit more research on that and start pitching them every time on my show because, you know, uh, without everyone out there helping us out and the, and the turn workers and everything, we wouldn't have a show. And we wouldn't be able to race and go fast and do the things we'd love to do. You know, and uh, turn workers are very, very, you know, uh, people just don't realize how hard they work. So, yeah. <laughs> Anyhow, uh, yeah, uh, as far as that goes, uh, let's see here. I think we're almost ready to hit the road. Wade, you got anything to go down with? I want to give a shout out to my buddy uh, Doug Chavez and, and Maddie in Australia, Neil Black in, in Scotland. And 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 Frank Crane up in Oregon. Yar, Frank Crane. Yeah, thanks for the six three six. Still working on it. Get that sucker down. And um, yeah, it's always nice to have sponsors and friends out there. And you know, that's another thing I, I was mentioning earlier. And I, I, I try to uh, stress uh, a lot of friends out there. You know, and uh, all you AFMers, I see uh, the on the. Uh, face them a book webpage and stuff and you're all working hard and you can always call here or 
you know, get, get a hold of me so we can have an online interview here uh, or live from 6 to 8. Or you can uh, give me something to read. You know, you can always thank your uh, sponsors. You can thank your family. You can thank your girlfriend. You can thank your motorcycle. I, I always kiss my motorcycle. But anyways, uh, you know, it's a big deal, uh, especially coming to the end of the year, uh, appreciation type stuff. You know, we here at Beanie Radio, uh, we are actually, uh, we could also use, you know, donations. It's always a donation button. If you want to call live, you can uh, hit the donate button and just give us 10 bucks and we'll say whatever you want to whoever you want and you could be there live. And well, you can also, like I said, get a hold of me. Uh, our ship is uh, always having spring and leaks and we're here in the heart of the mission, which is one of the most expensive places in the world. And uh, we're here at Beanie Radio, always taking care of our local artists and local DJs, local uh, programming, and it's really, really cool, actually. And Pam Tastic's always about having her comedy shows. You know, on Mondays, uh, she has a comedy workshop where if you want to learn how to be a comedian, boy, this is a place to be. You know, uh, she'll come in, you come in here from uh, 6 to 8 and uh, basically bring a couple of things in, a bunch of other people here, they work with you. They actually uh, go over things. Okay, well, maybe you can word it differently or stop here, wait for the lap, blah, 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 any type of thing like that. I actually want to do it. I'm working on my stuff. I'm actually writing stuff down slowly. It takes a lot, you know. Anyhow, so from there, you can always come in on Fridays and, you know, it's a happy hour on uh, open mic, you know, and uh, that's actually from 6 to 8. And if you want to, like, go one step up, you been running around the track a little practicing on mondays go on happy hour open mic and just uh, say a couple of things you don't have to be there for a long time i don't know i'll have to ask pam but anyways uh yeah come here test your stuff after that you can you could always end up being in the you know pamtastic's comedy clubhouse and uh, that's later in the day from eight to ten by then everyone's paying for the gig so you kind of actually stepped up a notch you know you kind of went from novice to expert so it's really really neat if you want to be a comedian here at meany radio you know you can start on a monday and then work your way up to be on a friday earlier then friday evening and be a you know proper show and uh you know uh it's really, really cool. I've thought about it myself. And guess what? It's not easy at fucking all. Yeah. So uh, enjoy uh, listening to Mutiny uh, Radio and the Comedy Clubhouse. Uh, they're here every Friday. We are. All right. We're going to take a short break and I'll be back shortly. Actually, you know what? It's time for us to go. So enjoy uh, Racer's Alley and uh, you'll hear from us next week, maybe. October 4th is my, uh, well, October, next, next Thursday, I think it's my birthday. The week i don't know if i'm gonna be in town or not so we'll see yar uh saturday's my birthday uh i always threaten to get the hell out of town so we'll see what happens yar okay cheers guys <laughs>
fast die young and leave a good looking corpse. This is Flat Black Plastic on Mutiny Radio.fm. Thanks for listening. It's uh, happy, I'm happy to hear you, you know people are listening to this. And remember we need you to donate money to us. Because we need it as much as anyone else. So just shove it around different places. Like us. (laughs) 